1: And now for something special The unit is self-contained with its own saddler, farrier, wheelwright and so on It's a rigorous training, dished on who know all there is to know about horses And it brings results We take you behind the scenes now to show just some of the interesting aspects of this training
0: Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, the number one podcast creating create of horses from the ground up. Mike Stein is a registered journeyman farrier with an APF1 accreditation. On this week's show, we have Steve McConnell from the Equine One and Hoof Doctor from overseas, and this is the start of season eight. This is our going into our third year of doing the Equine Dynamics podcast with you guys listening to us, and if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be sitting in these chairs having a good time here doing this show for you and for us as well, I guess, for the most part, to get the information out there well and over over to my fire inside is mike stein how are you i'm doing good travis how are you doing i'm doing okay did you have a good holiday season that's the main thing i
1: got through it okay yeah yeah no shots were fired or anything you know
0: well you say now are you saying shots fired at the dinner table are you talking about shots fired like new year's eve type shots fired I was talking about the dinner table. Okay, so let's clarify that. So no one got injured at dinner. Was Santa good to you this year? He didn't bring me any coal, so no. <laughs> Sometimes, Mike, you're the kind of person who would ask for coal just to keep warm. Right, yeah. <laughs> I would see that. Beat. I could use it in my coal forge. You put that in your stocking. Yeah. So, and the new year went great for you? It, it went. Are you one of those people, because a lot of people, especially our age, Mike, they, you know, oh, it's New Year's Eve, you know, I've been through, you know, however many in my whole entire lifetime. Are you a nine o'clock going to bed type New on Year's New Eve. New Year's Eve I go to bed earlier. Do you really? Yeah. What what's your bedtime on New Year's Eve? 8 o'clock. Okay, so 8 o'clock when normally it's 9, 9, 30. Let me tell you what happened here. Now, as you guys know, we have 22-some-odd acres here. My wife rides horses, and we have a couple horses here. We have Dominique, and we have Mm Cayenne. Off property, we have Diego. My wife rides dressage, just to kind of recap of everyone joining us on Episode 1 for Season 8 here so they can get an idea of what goes on here on the property. So we have these two beautiful horses, these two beautiful mares that are out there. Would you consider Cayenne a mare? I guess you would, right? I would consider cayenne now cayenne is for those yeah, new the mayor. Nudes of the program she is a miniature horse and her mom passed away pepper passed away about yeah. th- three months or three years ago and so unfortunately or fortunately we have she was pregnant when we bought her and then cayenne came out hence the cayenne and pepper you got lucky yeah it was a two-for-one sale yeah, that doesn't happen too often but our neighbors next door now we don't have neighbors on top of us just because of the topography and, and the the way our plots are laid out here out here in the rural country but our neighbors were nice and They know that we have horses and they normally don't celebrate like New Year's Eve, like rowdy style. They're young. They're younger than us. He actually called me and said, Hey, I've got family coming over this, this, you know, holiday weekend for New Year's Eve. We are going to be doing fireworks and the big fireworks, like the boom, boom, boom fireworks. He's like, will that be okay? And who am I to tell this guy? No, no, it's not okay. Because he was worried about the horses. He goes, I know about your horses and everything. I don't want to freak him out. I said, no, no. I said, that's fine. Let us worry about the horses. You just have a good time. So I tell my wife this. Immediately, she goes... Well, tell them not to do it. Good. They're going to freak the horses. I said, I'm not going over there to tell them to, to stop. You know, let them be their party people. and let It happens once a year. They don't do it that often over there. Mm. So she's, oh, I told her that. <laughs> you talk about bottles opening before New Year's Eve. She was like, oh, right, I got to have a drink. I got to have something. My nerves are going to be shot. So we, New Year's Eve, while you were sleeping in bed at 8 o'clock, Mike, right. I was out in the pastures. And it's, you know, there's no street lights around here. You're out there in the pastures with a headlamp on looking for the horses. And the horses
1: are freaking out because of the headlamp.
0: Yeah, what the hell is that? And he's firing off the fireworks. Now, thank God that he was, wasn't was one of those families that start the fireworks at six o'clock and run all the way up till two o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm right. saying? About 10, 30, 11 o'clock, he's probably breaking a couple of the, the, the tester sparklers and the tester Roman candles out there. But the closer we got to midnight, he started doing the big stuff. Mm. And the big stuff, yes, yes, the horses did run. Yes, the horses did get scared. Uh, my wife gave them something. She's like, it's a, it's a pill. But she had to give 12 of these pills to Dominique. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like a bowl of cereal she's given to calm the horse down. I forget what it was called. It starts with a T, I believe. It was a trazodone. That's it. You got it. That's That's what she actually got. And then she's looking at it, and she goes, well, Dominique's about a a 1,200-pound horse. So you give four for every 300 pounds or 400 pounds, whatever the math is on that. Then she looks at Cayenne. Now, Cayenne's a miniature horse. How many of those did you take? (laughs) Smashing them up. Yeah. (laughs) Putting them in my, my beverage. No, but then she's looking at Cayenne, and she's saying, you know, well, how much does Cayenne weigh? I go, well, babe, she's a quarter of... Dominique, maybe just four bills. She's like, oh, I don't know. So she, you know, she's looking online, she's doing all this Anyways, the long of the short was we were out in the pastures brushing the horses till about 12 30. Yeah, they
1: got they got well groomed, yeah.
0: Yeah, they got well groomed. We had uh we had a radio playing in the barn to, to kind of simulate that there's people around, that they're not out there by themselves. It wasn't the fireworks that was the best the worst part was the rapid because we are out in the country. Right, and you get some good old boys out there with a couple Bud Lights in them.
1: And they've pulled out their ARs. And they've got everything out there. And, AKs and Mike, yeah. I,
0: you would have thought we were in, like, Tel Aviv or something like that with the amount of gunfire that was going on. You know, you would hear, it's the funniest part, because, you, you know, like, you can tell when a girl shoots and a guy shoots. Not that, you know, I'm trying to, you know, split hairs here. But you'll hear, like, a girl go, bing, bing. You can see them trying to, you know, you can picture them lining it up. Bing. And then after about three shots, then they go, ah, screw it, bang, 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 <laughs> you know, unload the rest of the clip, right, then you got the guys out there, they just unload the clip, they just unload the clip, they don't get it, and, and, and it was like, you know, doom, 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 I'm like, how are these guns that aren't supposed to be around being fired, and that was the worst part, is, is hearing all these gunshots in the background, I mean, gunshots, like, you know, maybe a half mile down the road, I'm like, these people live in our area, and these guns are available somewhere, so, yeah. So it was just, a, it was amazing. It was a, a very unique experience. Well, semi automatics are, are legal. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, I know semi automatics, but I mean, for the, it, I don't know. They were firing way too fast for my pleasure, I guess I would say. As fast as you can pull the trigger? It, it can be done, yes. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm worried about, the can be done type deal. All right, guys. we got a big show to get into, lots to talk about. we got a special guest here in the studio, so don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video over on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe over there as well. That's Equine Dynamics Mike Stein over on YouTube. And joining us from Equine One, also known as Hoof Doctor, we have Steve McConnell joining us as well in the studio. So stick around. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, We'll be right back. Whiskey Morning Coffee, the coffee of Texas, the coffee of the people. Hey, this is Travis from Equine Dynamics with Mike Sein. Whiskey Morning Coffee is a small batch of roasters located in Tolar, Texas, and is one of the fastest companies that are growing in that beautiful state of Texas. Whiskey Morning Coffee is a barrel aged coffee where the green coffee beans are aged in a bourbon barrel for about two months. After aging, the coffee is roasted to a medium roast, then packaged and shipped on the same day you place your order. So order your coffee over at Whiskey Morning Coffee. Every order that you get will include a handwritten thank you letter from one of the actual founders. So check them out right now. Whiskey Morning Coffee. WhiskeyMorningCoffee.com. The coffee of Texas. The coffee of the people. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. Don't forget, you can ask Mike Stein a question at any time. Go to equinedynamics.com. At the top of the page says Contact Us. Make sure you fill out that little form. And Mike, you've got a whole bunch of free swag over there. We've we've sent out. A whole bunch during the, the Christmas break and stuff, so right. if, if you didn't get yours, it's in the mail. Don't worry. It's going to make its way down there slowly. Santa's not delivering it right now, so you might have Mike personally deliver it to your door. Yeah. And over to my far end side is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good, Travis. How are you doing? Doing all right. So, did you fire... You didn't fire off any of your guns during
1: the... I did the, not, because I didn't want to have to clean them. I used to fire off every
0: gun I owned. Did you really? Just oh, to, yeah. Just to make sure that they still work? Yeah, yeah. All right, and joining us here in the studio, if you're watching us here on the video, now's your chance to go over there and do it now, is a very special guest of ours from the Equine One, which is also known over in Europe, overseas, as Hoof Doctor. Joining us here in the studio is Steve McConnell. How are you?
2: I'm good, thank you. How are you, Travis?
0: Doing all right. Explain to everyone what your credentials were, because like Mike, I always say in the beginning of the program, it kind of just rolls off my tongue. He's a journeyman and farrier with an APF1 accreditation. When I was asking yours, you said I was an APF1 accreditation, and then rolling off your tongue, it was just a laundry list of, of things that, that you are. Tell us, everyone, what your title is and what you what you actually are in your
2: position. I'm certified. I'm also certified through the American Farriers Association as a certified farrier, as well as a certified farrier through the FITS certification testing system, which is the farrier international testing system.
0: And how long, how long have you, uh, when did you, well, let's start this way. Cause I always ask this, when did you start realizing that you wanted to be a farrier? We've heard stories of, um, I was, you know, 10, 11 years old. My grandfather had a horse. He taught me how to do the horse. I got interested in it. And then I was the only one in the family on the plantation that we lived on that could do horses. So my nieces, my nephews, my neighbors wanted me to do it. And I just kind of branched outside of that. Did your career path getting into the, the horse industry being a fairy, did
2: it follow that same path um, I came out of the army and I wanted to be a veterinarian but I didn't want to do the school so I contacted my old guidance counselor and I said I want to work with animals because I don't like people um, <laughs>
0: I know a said, lot of people like that how's that <laughs> and working said, for what you
2: animals do you want to work with and I said I want to work with horses like they're athletes they're 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 awesome and he said well you know what about being a vet and I said no I said I can't do the school and he says well, what about a blacksmith and I, I kind of laughed at the time and I said do they even have them anymore fortunately his sister uh race standard bred horses up here in Canada and he knew all about the industry. And he says, no, they've got schools for that you can go to. He says, you're a young physical guy just out of the Army. He says, why don't you look into it? So I looked into it, and three months later – I was at Farrier School up here in Canada, north of Toronto. Um, and then I did a four-year apprenticeship and kept on going. But I do have to deal with people, which is unfortunate. <laughs> that, somebody's got to write the check. <laughs> right. Now, are you located in Toronto right now? Uh, I'm located right near Niagara Falls, Ontario, in the Golden Horseshoe. Um, right now, currently, I'm at the Hoof Doctor headquarters, which is in Toronto.
0: Now, how did you team up with the Hoof Doctor? Now, I know when Mike teamed up with you guys, we were told that you guys don't use the word Hoof Doctor here in the United States, because I There's some regulations. I can understand the regulations, but here in the United States, your product is called
2: Equine One. Yes. All right, so tell me how you got teamed up with the Hoof Doctor slash Equine One. They contacted me about four years ago just after they had um, formulated the Hoof Doctor oil and asked me if I would test it for them. Um, I guess with my credentials, they thought I would know a little bit about horse's feet and healthy horse's feet um and i think that what they originally said was can you test it for a month and tell us what you think and i said no i'll test it for three seasons and tell you what what i think right especially here I mean, you have wet, muddy spring, you'd probably have a wet summer, maybe with three weeks of dry. Then you go back into mud, then you go into the winter, the frozen ground, the frozen hard ground. So I don't think they were entirely pleased with the whole, I'll let you know in nine months later idea. But I did try it for the all through almost a good part of a year. We had an incredibly muddy season that whole year. Um, and I would typically put a sealant on horses feet, which I, I didn't really want to do, but it was necessary to help protect it from the so much moisture. Right. Um, so I, I tried hoof doctor, put my my sealant away in the truck, and and I used it for that the better part of a year, and what I did find, actually, is that the moisture content in the hooves didn't change. Once it was stabilized, it stayed the same no matter what the conditions in the environment were. You know what? I, I like this. I like it a lot.
0: Now, define me. Because my wife always says, because uh, we do, we here in North Carolina we have that real hard, you know, Carolina clay, and nothing drains. So anytime you get a rainstorm here, the horses sink into that mud about, you know, two or three inches. Uh, it's just the nature of what we have here. I'm sure you got something similar out there where you are in Ontario. So my wife always says, well, I'm I got to put turpentine. I got to put the turpentine on the horses' feet to harden them up. So tell me the difference between like putting that turpentine on there and what the the hoof doctor or the
2: Equine One product does. You were talking about seal and stuff well i mean the turpentine actually people will typically like traditionally they'll use it to harden the feet make them less sensitive i don't think it's going to do anything to to counteract the environment and this area where i am also i mean we have a a small section a couple counties that are sand pure sand which is fantastic other than that most of southern and most of ontario is clay uh, exactly the same as what you have so they're knee deep hock deep into mud at any given time, if you don't have you know a good run of two or three weeks of no rain and no moisture. So I personally am not really a big fan of hardening the feet, desensitizing them per se, just for the simple fact that people don't know that the horse, you know, you might be doing damage that you don't know, if that makes sense. I'm yes. not sure if it does. Um, I'd rather have a structurally healthy foot, the entire foot, and encourage like healthy growth. Then you don't have to typically worry about that. Of hardening them up because if they're healthy and they're functioning properly they'll fundamentally manage themselves you know with good nutrition of course
0: now when you say sealant the hoof care or the hoof doctor sealant is it i i because i think of sealant like a water sealant unlike my wooden deck out there the, the rain's not going to penetrate what i do worry about is if you're sealing the foot with this product are you worried about trapping something behind that wall or well, is that's exactly,
2: sorry? That's exactly it. Hoof Doctor doesn't have a sealant. That's why I like them. That's why I switched over. It's just it's an all natural oil. Okay. Um, okay. With with some great ingredients in it, and sealant was I found at the time the best way to counteract excessive moisture getting into nail holes or into cracks, creating more bacteria and just sort of a vicious cycle of issues. And it, and it was fairly effective, but it's probably not ideal for you know a foundational healthy hoof. Because you're sealing it, and you're, yes, you are sealing things in and possibly sealing things out that now, might be healthy for the foot.
0: Now, how long has Equine One slash Hoof Doctor, depending on what side of the, the north or the south of the you know, United States you are, uh, how
2: long have they been in business? Or It's, it's been the four years since I've been with them.
0: Okay, and have they, that's how long they've been in business as well? Yes. Okay, okay. So this is still a this is a a baby company getting off the ground and I've seen it, believe it or not, I've seen it in, in barns around here. When I take my wife and, and we go, you know, to this clinic and that clinic and stuff. I have seen that that pretty red and white or the red and yellow can in some of the barns and I just you know, to me I just kinda look at it and I go, Okay, there's another product there's another product. And then Mike brought a couple cans here in the studio. I'll go, Oh, I've seen that before, I've seen that before.
2: So I don't know if you
0: you guys are aware that
2: it is getting down here to the Carolina areas. Yeah, we've been working um, fairly hard to expand it. I mean, obviously, I haven't been working as hard as the people at Hoof Doctor, but I just said to them when I tested it and tried it, and I've been using it um, exclusively ever since uh, on all of my client sources, and it's in most of my clients' barns now, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to get this out. We need to get this somehow. We need to see, get it more accessible to people around the world. Uh, I know they have a fairly significant market in the UK now. I was over there last year um, doing a clinic, and, it's over there people are starting to to purchase it and i think it's a has a pretty good market on amazon right now in the uk and they actually have um, have established a distributor over in the uk they're looking for more um, just to get it so it's easier for people to get but um it's it's over there and and down in the states i know that you know it's it's breaking into the market down there it's just not well known yet
0: we're going to take a quick little break and we're going to come back and Steve McConnell' is going to tell us a list of all the different products that the hoof doctor equine one carries he's going to tell us when to apply these products and the reason why. So stick around, you're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Sain. back to equine dynamics with Mike Stein make sure you follow him over on YouTube and uh, the way you do that is to search equine dynamics Mike Stein and also over on Facebook and I'm always saying this Mike because I know your office manager has not fixed your website yet no. Okay, so bear with me. Let me give out all the information, all the little tags and everyone so everyone can follow you. So if you want to see the video, every video or every podcast we do, we have a matching video, and you can see us here in real time as we're talking here in the studio. Me waving to Mike, Mike waving to me, and go over to YouTube, search Equine Dynamics Mike Stein. Also over on Facebook, Equine Dynamics Mike Stein. And again, Mike, over the break and everything, you were posting all the different images, all the, the stuff from the IPF, or, right. I, or uh, what is the title again? The IAPF, right? Why do you want to call it? I
1: don't know. yeah.
0: Now you got something going on here in the next couple weeks. What are you, well, you? Are you leaving me? Where I'm taking t- you.
1: I'm heading to Cincinnati for the hoof care summit. Steve's probably going to be there, aren't you? Yes, I will.
0: This is the first show of season eight, and then you're already getting two weeks vacation. Didn't you have right. two weeks vacation already?
1: well I can't get enough vacation. So
0: tell me where you're going, Mike, here in the next couple of days. We're or so. going
1: to Cincinnati, the International Hoof Care Summit. And uh, I'm going up a couple days early because of board meetings and all that sort of Mm -hmm. deal. We will have a big gathering of farriers and vets Mm -hmm. from around the world and some of the best top
0: Demos and lectures from around the world The and best and the top That's right. That's right And joining us here in the studio as well All the way from Ontario, Canada Representing Equine One Also called the Hoof Doctor over there Is Steve McConnell, how are you? I'm good, thank you Thanks for joining us So, you've been with Equine One, the Hoof Doctor For four years And they've been just establishing themselves And, and from so far from what I've seen They've done very, very well As far as getting their product in the barn What products do they actually carry? Is it just the one or two items that we have here in the
2: studio? which I know Mike forgot to bring up. Well, currently right now they have the two products on the market. Um, you can see the See, the he oil. came
0: prepared, Mike. He, he's prepared. He's, he's prepared. prepared oil, I stumbled
2: which is out the, the door. One hook foil and then they have the Equine One Hook Mender the putty. So those are the two products they have on the market right now. Um, they're coming up with some more I'm um, really kind of amazing products Um, actually they just told me about it two weeks ago and I'm going to take some home today and start trying them out Uh, my wife will try them out in the horses she rides and I'll try them out with my clients but those are the two products on the market right now
0: now is that is that a one two punch to use those two together or are they two separate products that you use this one is for this situation the other one is for another situation and those two paths won't cross paths
2: so no, you, they're they're not so much a one-two punch, but they can be. You actually you explained it perfectly. So the oil you would use for certain circumstances, like healthy hoof um, from the environment to to keep the, the the moisture content in the hoof where it's supposed to be. You know, like the um, the epitome of the content level. Uh, and then the putty you would put into areas, because it's the texture is more of a putty, a clay-type product, you would put that into areas of separation you know, between the hoof wall and the sole uh, or in the frog. The, for you, Travis, the squishy thing in the middle of the foot. Yes, there you go. I like got squishy <laughs> you, thing. You, if it gets too squishy, you see, want to you, put you, some mud you, you in, you there. Put in there.
0: Steve, Steve understood the assignment, Mike. You see that? Where he goes, right.
2: and for you, Travis, dummy. <laughs> it's right.
0: the squishy so, thing in so, the middle. Wishy, yeah.
2: so, so fundamentally, Mentally, both products are antibacterial they're antiseptic antifungal one is an oil that can penetrate more can be more of a, of a cover where the putty is something you would put physically into an area of concern so like a toe crack or separation or mm-hmm. like central sulcus thrush bacteria in conjunction with the oil um that's what i've done anyway oh with the
0: putty mike what is the the product that you put in there to, to keep bacteria and and stuff out? you mix you mix it yourself which one the copper sulfate or something like that using the copper
1: sulfate powder and uh
0: now does yeah. it, does that have co- copper sulfate powder the putty because you were talking about um, when
1: i'm doing acrylics I'll, I'll put some of the powder in the in the acrylics yeah, no, yeah.
2: I'll, I'll do that also with the dental impression material the acrylics copper sulfate um can be a bit caustic and can be somewhat i wouldn't say dangerous but you have to be cautious when you're using it not to breathe it in or get it in your eyes these products don't contain the copper sulfate um But they do the same thing. So, yeah, so they're based on birch bark products, birch bark oil, birch bark extract, um, which is antiseptic, antifungal, antibacterial. Actually, one of the things I liked about it originally was that there's a product, a byproduct in there called Betulin which is actually anti-inflammatory as well. So if you have maybe like um, the, the horse's foot's been in some trauma or worked hard, you can put, put both products on the sole, and you have all those antiseptic properties. Plus, you also have an anti-inflammatory, especially around the coronary band and the bulbs because, I mean, you got, you've got a corium you know, directly underneath there that sometimes can get a little agitated if the horse works on hard ground or works too hard.
0: It sounds like it's a one-stop shop with a putty.
2: It is. It is It is great that way. Um, the oil, again, like they, they work in conjunction with each other. They're complementary to each other. The putty is something physical you want to put in there that's going to stay in that area where the oil will cover an area, absorb in, and... And do the same have the same purpose, just more coverage.
0: So my background, I have a uh, I'm born and raised in Orlando, Florida. So I, I was always running out to the coast and going out to the coast. I go fishing all the time, and if I could minimize what's in my tackle box, it's less walking up the sand dune and down the sand dune, you know, to get to my little fishing spot. Now the way you're talking about the, the putty and everything, that's almost that could eliminate carrying three or four different products in your truck, in your vehicle, right. in your in your toolbox, you know, your arsenal stuff, leaving room for other stuff like your lunch or something, you know, or those right. those stupid Stanley yeah. Cups that everyone wants. But is yep. that what you're saying that it kind of combines a bunch of different products to eliminate space, but does the same thing and, and helps?
2: Yeah, no, it's a good product for a variety of applications. Uh, well, Mike would understand this. You and I put in under my pads dental impression material a lot of times. Right. I'll put the I'll put the putty under like uh, in the, cent- the central and the lateral collateral sulcuses of the frog. Right. And then I'll put my hoof, my um, dental impression material in with the pad over top of it. So I've already got a firm, secure product that's in there. And you method, take care of, of any fungus problems yeah.
1: because you got the foot covered up and
2: rubber in there. Right, and then sometimes you don't have to use the copper sulfate crystals to put in your dental and fresh material if you don't want to. Right. All
0: right, guys, we're going to take a quick little break. When we'll come back, we're going to talk about how this new season, because we're getting into the winter time, and, and the temperatures haven't been rising above 40 degrees here in North Carolina, how that's going to manage the horse's feet and, and the changes that are going to happen. And we'll dive in that when we come back. So stick right. around. We've You're-
1: been cold lately. I had to put on a vest this morning.
0: So stick around. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. We'll be right back.
1: I know you are what you
0: are. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. Get your questions into Mike Sign at any time. Go to equinedynamics.com. At the top of the page it says, contact us. Fill out that little form, ask yourself or ask us a question, and we'll read it here on the air. If we don't read it on the air, don't worry. You'll still get yourself some free stuff. Uh, put a return address in there as well, and we'll send you out a whole bunch of magnets, some stickers. Mike went to the store the other day, or the, the print shop. Print the, shop, We yeah. got a whole bunch of neat little things over there, and we'll fill up your little goodie bag. Just go over to equinedynamics.com. And while you're over there, uh, make sure you follow us on YouTube and also on Facebook as well. And over to my fire inside is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good, Travis. How are you doing? doing and how not, are you doing, Steve? And... All the way from the Equine One Hoof Doctor headquarters is Steve McConnell.
2: How are you? I'm good, Travis. Thank you. Hello, Mike. (laughs)
0: We're getting into the the winter time here in North Carolina. Growing up in Florida, I was excited about coming to North Carolina. I'm like, all right, North Carolina, we're going to get snow during Christmas time. We're going to, you know, nice fall leaves. You know, that seasonal change. Florida, it's eighty degrees no matter what it is, unless it's summertime, then it's one hundred and eighty degrees. Here in North Carolina, I did not realize it rained so much and so little snow comes here in North Carolina. Now, Steve, being up there in Ontario, Canada, I know you get snow, but what's your snow to rain ratio? and then you said you get like a couple of weeks of dry weather and how does that affect the horse's feet i would think of like you always hear in the movies like always change your socks so you don't get like trench rot or something like that in the, in the war movies so tell us how the weather is affecting horse's feet up there in ontario canada compared to what we have down here in north carolina
2: well i think the weather that you have is very similar to what we have we had a significant storm last year but other than that we we had just a lot of wet like the, the ground would be frozen in the morning and then mud all afternoon most of the day and we've got the same thing now we haven't really had a good freeze um, I like think there's been a bit of snow on the ground but I mean anytime that a horse stands in wet mud all day you know it's, it's not good for them I find a lot of my clients will bring the horses in at night put them on deep bedding and the feet will dry it a little bit of help out um, but the biggest thing here is to combat that excessive moisture all day long. Um, yeah. And that's why, like a lot of my clients, we I have them on the hoof doctor, um, because it does seem to actually stabilize the moisture content, no matter what they're standing in or how long they're standing in it. I mean, for the most part, I always have a, a line I use that, you know, you're not going to have a healthy hoof if your horse lives in a swamp. And we're kind of swampish right now, to be honest with you. And The feet seem to be doing really well. I've heard from other farriers and veterinarians around that there's been an abundance of abscessing this year uh, from the moisture and the retracted soles from the mud. And, I mean, I've been lucky uh, in my clientele. I think two horses have had an abscess, you know, so far through the fall into the winter. So something has to be working well. Yeah, you can't complain not, about that I, at
1: all. As far as only only having two abscesses, that's uh, that's pretty good when they're standing in you know, a been, swamp. I've been
2: I've been really lucky. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have clients that are very they're very uh, competent in managing their horses too. So it's, uh, we've been lucky, but from what I hear, it's it hasn't been so good other places around or and other horses around. Um, but also, I mean, I made sure that everyone every one of my customers has hoof doctor in their barn
0: now when you say um, your clients and your customers uh, what is what is their background as far as who are they riders are they lawn ornaments are they dressage are they hunter jumpers are they three-day eventers what type of horses are you working on in your barns and stables because i know like i said you know mike he works on our horses here my wife rides dressage i know we've talked uh, over in the past couple seasons about all the eventing horses and how he has to make sure that the shoes are ready for those horses in these conditions up here what is your stable like as far as far as the riders and, and what your horse's jobs are that you're working on?
2: Fundamentally, I do mostly performance horses. Um, and I, I, I like the dressage clientele. I like the dressage horses. My wife rides national level dressage. I do a lot of family pets. You know, maybe they get out every third weekend or something for a few minutes down the trailer down the road. And I, But I also do a lot of therapeutic work, um, vet referrals and stuff like that. But I would say the bulk of it is, is performance horses, you know, at all levels. Now, when you say performance horses, for me, I don't know what a performance horse is. So just like uh, horses that train and go to shows. Okay, so, okay. Uh, so that's... Jumper, um, <laughs> you know, the Avengers.
0: And th- and at the end of that, that's where you go, Trav, you dummy. <laughs> mm.
2: it didn't come out though, did it? No,
0: it didn't. Okay, okay. You, you were thinking it. I'm sure you were. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. My, <laughs> my wife listens to the show, but she can't listen when... You know, with me around because she, she always looks at me and goes, oh, babe, you're, you're so naive. You're so naive. I'm like, I, but I want to know. That's what I want to know. So when you say performance horses, anything that, that's involved in the show communities.
2: I think, yeah, anything that's in training to go to a show.
0: Now, when you say the, the ground is all muddy and stuff, here on our property, we have a seven-degree pitch. So, everything kind of runs down into a creek on the backside of the property. And, of course, creeks run the rivers, rivers run the ponds, and on and so on and so forth. So, our, our ground does stay wet, but it doesn't really, you know, stay. It, you know, it drains and stuff. With the horses and stuff and in the in the climates that you have, it, and you say you bring them into stalls, what is your stall beddings like because here we just use what they call eco fleck, which is like just pine shavings. And I heard Mike was talking about a couple of times that that one of your clients had like pit gravel or something in the stalls.
1: I've had people use pit gravel. I've had people use stuff that looks like old newspapers. You name it, they've done it.
0: So what is your stalls when you're when the ground is as wet as it is up there in Ontario, Canada? And you're trying to get them off this this big sponge of a field. What are you laying in, in the beds of the, uh, the of their stalls to keep their feet? And I, I know you said you put about four or five inches. Of, of material in there, what are you actually putting in there?
2: Shavings, like, a, like just regular uh, shavings. Yeah, wood shavings. Um, but there's a different, like different uh, textures of shavings. You have like a like a um, sawdusty, or you can have the chips. So a combination of like a medium sized chip and some sawdust is usually the best. You know, take the moisture away in their. You know, when they pee and poo in their stall, um, to kind of control that. I have um, probably about thirty percent of my clients, maybe a little bit less, are on straw, straw bedding. But I, for me personally, I always recommend something that'll give you know, some cushion to the foot, some support under the foot when they're in their stalls.
0: Now, when the horse comes in and, and the foot's completely soaking wet and it's got mud and everything on, it and you've you know you're upside down underneath the horse, you're trying to clean the horse's foot. Does the hoof doctor product or the Equine One product does it need to have a completely dry foot because you're you're talking with oil and the old saying of oil and water doesn't mix. Are you worried about that not petting tra- penetrating in there and getting to where it needs to be, or do you have to physically take a hair dryer to the foot and, and get this thing as as, as clean and debris free as possible
2: actually one of the pleasant surprises i found with hoof doctor is you can put it on a wet foot oh really Yep. and i know like with the petroleum-based products over the years i've told people if you have dry feet in the summer you know dampen your horse's feet a little bit put the petroleum-based product on it and then the moisture is kind of trapped in it'll stay in there be a little bit better i mean the moisture that you put on doesn't really sink in too far i don't know the exact measurement but it's like 132nd of an inch or something so it's just a part of the process of maintaining a healthy hoof. But I've I've had people put it on um, right over. I've put it on horses' feet that come in with the mud. I mean, obviously, the mud's going to benefit the most from the hoof doctor because it's not going to get to the foot. If there's a lot of mud there, you want to remove that so you can get it on the hoof itself. But yeah, I've had people put it on wet feet, and there hasn't been an issue with it at all, damp feet.
0: Well, that's good to know because I would I would be out there. Well, my wife would make me go out there and like take a hair dryer. and Try well,
1: to put, I, I wasn't going to tell you that you could do that. Just is so she you pulling the hair dryer? Is you know? she pulling
0: my leg, Mike? No, I'm supposed no, to do that. Okay, you're supposed to use hair dryer. I'll yeah. keep doing it until someone tells me different. All right, guys, we're gonna take one more little break and we'll come back and wrap up the show. So stick around. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. Don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. Make sure you like and subscribe to Mike Stein over on YouTube. Search Equine Dynamics Mike Stein and you can see all the different videos, all the different articles. Uh, Mike for the past couple seasons has brought x-rays here into the studio. You can see live x-rays as we talk about it here on the show. Pictures and actual clinics and stuff that Mike has done. And if you like Mike Stein or the Equine Dynamics podcast to perform at your location over on equinedynamics.com at the top of the page says clinics. Fill that out. We'll pencil in for the brand new season eight year year number three this is episode one of the equine dynamics podcast so make sure you uh get all that information over there as well and over to my far inside is mike stein how are you
1: i'm doing good travis how are you doing you look
0: better you look a little relieved there i feel better (laughs) and joining us here in the studio from the equine one and hoof doctor steve mcconnell how are you i'm good thank you now What did we learn today? What is and why is the Hoof Doctor slash Equine One products becoming a barn
2: hold name or household name? Because they work. Um, The more people that get them in their hands, the more they use it, the more they see it actually works. It's a very good product that... you can't discount discount the the benefits of using it
0: now overseas just to remind everyone overseas it's referred to as hoof doctor over here in the united states it's called equine one same product just two different names for legality purposes about the product here in the united states being called something called doctor i guess they have a problem with that
2: um also where and how do you apply this product so the product you have have the two products the oil and and the putty you can put the oil anywhere um it's most beneficial obviously um Around the coronary band, over the outside of the foot, the bulbs, the frog, the sole. You can't over apply it, to be honest with you. Um, the putty itself is, is very good as it's the, the texture of it is a little bit more firm and hard. You can put it in specific areas like cracks, um, separation areas, toe cracks. Uh, both products fundamentally are the same ingredients, just different textures. So they're good for any, it's a they're both great antiseptic, um, have antiseptic properties. So for thrush, seedy toe, recovering from abscesses is, is a wonderful uh, use of the putty, to be honest with you. Uh, any any kind of fungal invasions in the foot, they're really good if you start putting it in there.
0: And with the season changing, especially now here in North Carolina, we're starting to get in our rainy season. And you as well, Steve, up there in Ontario, Canada. How does this product help the horse's feet
2: during these season changes? Well, I found that it's, it's probably the best product that I've ever come across that actually through the changes of the seasons as the horse's hooves have maintained a healthy, proper moisture content. And actually, the issues we're having with the mud is a lot of abscesses right now. And it seems to have the clients that I have using it, the people I've spoken to in different farriers, they don't have the same numbers of abscesses happening right now that uh, other horses seem to have. Well, that's a big,
1: big reason to get onto it right there. I mean, you don't want to deal with too many abscesses.
0: So start now, start early.
1: That's it. Yes.
0: And where can everyone find you? And, and do me a favor, uh, Steve, hold up those products to the camera. I know you're on a mirror image so that the product's going to look backwards so everyone can see your products there. So if you hold them up to the camera there. The, what's yeah, so this, it? Is
2: your, this is your, hoof, uh, your Equine One hoof dressing, mm-hmm. and this is your Equine One hoof mender putty. So this is what you'll see in the tax stores when you're going online. This is what you want, the putty and then the oil.
0: And where can everyone find your product and and how can they get a hold of you
2: and all that information as well? Uh, The products are available at equine.one all through the united states of america um obviously there's going to be some in tax stores and different uh distributor companies are starting to to see the effectiveness and the benefits of it and they're starting to carry a little bit more um but we're yeah we're just looking to get it out there get more people aware of it try it and let us know let us know what you think of it
0: now one more quick thing when you when you say try the product how much do those go for on average uh you know u.s dollars how much does the want the, the putty go as to the oil. Just so our, our listeners can get an idea of how much how much they cost.
2: I will have to refer this one to Katie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, if it's like a thousand dollars, I'll be like, whoa, all right. Or is it how something wh- worth that? Yeah,
2: the oil, the oil itself. This one right here is thirty about thirty seven dollars U.S. Um, U.S. Okay. And the putty, the mender, sorry, the f 11 mender is $29.
0: And like we were saying earlier with my fish and tackle well, story. For a, good, for a good product, that's not bad. Well, not not bad at all. Also, it eliminates a lot of different products that you have to buy. So if right. you're buying like three products at $27 each, you know, one of those products itself would eliminate buying the two other products. You know, and you're only spending out, you know, less money and getting, uh, creating more space in your daily
2: toolbox. Right. Steve, anything else that you'd like to add before we let you go? I wasn't thinking, is that one? No. <laughs> (laughs) it's a good product. Like I said, they they reached out to me four years ago, said, try it, try it for 30 days. I said, no, I'll try it for three seasons. Uh, I haven't looked back since. It's the only product I carry on my truck now. I have farriers come around with me. help to work, hang out, whatever, and they just look and they say, man, like, how do you keep these horses looking so good? And I said, good owners, good products and good
0: luck. We'd like to thank Steve McConnell from Equine One Hoof Doctor for joining us this week on behalf of Mike Stein over there. Thank you, Steve. And thank thank you, you, Travis. My name is Travis Travis saying see you next week. Actually, take that back. You won't see me next week. We're going to take two weeks off. Mike's got to go to a hoof care summit. And And you've got to go. I'm going to New York. So we got a lot of whole stuff going on. So we'll see you, I believe, after the summit after the summit. So make sure you follow us on that as well. So on that note, guys, we'll see you then.
2: All of the doggies are in the corral.
0: All of your work is done.
1: Just close your eyes and dream, little pal. Dream of some.